0: Everyone, good to see you. My name is Uncle Emilman. Our website is cwowi.eu. Stands for Church Without Walls International. We are part of a worldwide uh, network of house churches. Go to our website; you can find a lot of information about that. There's another website if you are well, in uh, if you can speak English very well. Cwowi.org. There's a lot more. You find videos, whatever you want to do. Uh, phone to find if you are looking for relationship-based faith. Uh, But the videos are about different kind of teachings and today I have something very big on my heart to share with you and I mentioned is it faith, foolishness or what is it? And that is sometimes very difficult because people think they are in faith, they proclaim they have faith and then what they have faith for doesn't happen. So is it God to blame or what is going on? Some stories, real life uh, stories, there was a pastor who told his congregation he was capable of re-enacting the very miracles of Jesus. He decided to make it clear through way of demonstration. So he said he received the revelation which told him that with enough faith he could achieve uh, what jesus was able to do according to an eyewitness the man of god took his congregate- congregation out to a river told them that he would cross the river by foot sadly by the second step he stepped into the water he found himself completely submerged and he never returned Was he in faith or not? What happened? Another story, real life story. There was a self-proclaimed prophet who claimed to be able to do what Daniel of the Bible did by walking into a den full of lions. If Daniel can do it, I can do it. If God can take him out and rescue him from the lions, he can do it for me. That's the idea. Though he was warned numerous times by the zookeepers and according to the local media, the prophet thought of them as nothing more than enemies of progress. And the man with the crown. Out of people watching, put on a long red robe, proceeded to enter the cage full of lions. Within seconds of opening the door, the lions ripped the prophet from flesh to bone. What happened? Was he in faith or not? Why did God not rescue him if he trusted God to take him out of the den or to rescue him or to, sh- to shut the mouth of the lions? Some recent examples, there was a lady who, a Christian, she knew the Lord, she was a wife, a mother of a couple of kids, she got cancer. And instead of going to the hospital for surgery and further treatment, she refused any of them, saying the Lord had promised her that he would heal her. She got very, very sick and the tumor grew enormously, but she still refused treatment. She went to different healings ministers who spoke a word of the Lord to her, saying she was already healed. Many, but many Christians around her warned her, urged her to go and see a doctor. But no, she was, uh, she decided, made up her mind. She was strong in faith, expecting a miracle. Sadly, not she died not long ago, leaving her husband and kids behind. But still, to the last moment, people ex- some people expected her to be raised from the dead. Did she had not have enough faith, or what was happening? Another real- life story: there was a Christian husband's father. He started a business, but the business was not doing very well. Finances were lacking. But his wife had decided to be at home, to be a stay-at-home mother, because she loved to be at home for her kids. So she had no job. At a certain point, they were not able even to pay the rent. And they were months behind, risking even to lose their home. But they had dreams and they had words from the Lord that he would do a financial miracle and he would supply them abundantly. The miracle would come. Just hold on, hold on. But was it common sense? What happened? Finally, they they, they did the right thing and were looking for a job. And that was the way that the Lord provided for them, to, to give provision. Was it common sense? What does the Bible say? Doesn't the Bible say in in the Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, chapter three, verse ten? He, he says, Paul says, even when we were with you, you, we commanded you this: If anyone will not work, neither shall he eat. Common sense: If you want to eat, you have to work. Okay. And I do believe sometimes the Lord will give you financial miracle, but you always do in the natural what you need to do. So were they in faith? Why didn't the lady got healed? Why didn't God provide a miracle? Why did he let those men die? Then we have to go back to a foundation to talk about faith. What is faith? Ephesians 2.8 says, By grace you have been saved through faith. And even faith is not of yourselves, it's the gift of God. So it starts with grace. Grace is a revelation of God or a revelation of his will, of his purpose for your life. And faith is just your response to that grace. You take that grace. You will receive it for yourself. For instance, John 3, 16, well-known scripture, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That is grace. It was in his mind, and he loved the world so much, he loved you and me so much, that he gave his only begotten Son. That is grace. And then it says, whoever who will believe in him... Will, will not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's the faith part. You believe in Him, you receive that grace, and you will have everlasting life. First comes grace, and faith is a response to that grace. Uh, Biblical examples, in Genesis chapter 6, it says that Noah found grace in the eyes of of the Lord, and he walked with God, and then he received instructions to build the ark, and the Bible calls it faith. Was it Noah's idea to build the ark? No, he got the instructions and the will of God to build the ark, and he responded, he obeyed, and the Bible says that is faith. About Abraham, Genesis 12, It says in Acts 7 verse 2, I think, tells it that the Lord appeared to Abraham and he told him to leave his homeland. Well, that's grace. That's the revelation of God's will. Abraham obeyed and the Bible says by faith he went. What was that faith? He obeyed. He had a revelation of God of his will. He obeyed and the Bible calls it faith. Uh, well, because Hebrews 11, 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance, he obeyed. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So the obedience part, the Bible calls it faith. So you cannot speak the word about something thinking that is faith if the father has not made provision. It is not going to happen. It's not going to come. Hebrews 11, 11 about Sarah. I so love her and I know I will meet her sometime. and She's an amazing woman. It says, by faith Sarah received strength to conceive seed and she bore a son when she was past the age because... She judged him faithful. Who had promised? Sarah had had a promise from, from God that she would have a child, although she was too old in the natural. It was a miracle. And then she judged him faithful. Who was promised? Who had promised? And the Bible calls it faith. And you might say, yeah, okay. But when you talk about that man, I wanted to walk on the water. Didn't Peter walk on the water? So he's an example. So we could walk on the water, right? Yeah, but of course there were those men in the boat, if you will go back to that story in the Bible. And then Jesus said that he was the I am. The I am was the one who spoke to Moses from the burning bush. And Peter challenged him to prove if he really was the I am. He said, Lord, if you are, if you are the I am, the one who spoke to Moses from the burning bush, command me to come to you on the water. And immediately Jesus said, come. He extended the invitation. So that was a word to Peter from the Lord to come. And Peter walked on the water. There again, you see that grace, that revelation, uh, what the Father, what Jesus said to come. And Peter responded and he walked on the water. Don't walk on the water on your own initiative because the Bible calls it presumption like that pastor. But if you have an invitation from the Lord, walk on. So it was not faith that walking on the water. What was it? Well, the Bible calls it presumption, the sin of presumption. When you call, go to number 13 and 14, you find a story about the Israelites. They were promised uh, the the promised land, Canaan. And in, in chapter 13, um, Moses says, um, okay, he, he sent out spies into the land to see how the land was, if it was rich or poor and so on, and they came back and they said, yes, of course the land was full, flowing with milk and honey, but the people who d- d- dwell there were strong, and, and there were descendants of Anak, there were giants in the land. Okay, and then some of the people were afraid, and they said, okay, we were like grasshoppers in our side, and so we were in their side, but um, let's see where, well, let's go on. And then, of course, they didn't want to go because they were afraid because what they saw in the natural. But later, in chapter 14, when you go uh, to verse 40, then finally they said, here we are. Now we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised, because we have sinned. They recognize their fault. And now Moses said, why do you transgress the command of the Lord? This will not succeed. It's not going to happen. Do not go up, lest you be defeated by your enemies, for the Lord is not among you. But they still decided to go, and it says verse 44. They presumed to go up to the mountain, less to the mountain top, and then of course the um, um the Canaanites came and they attacked them, and they were defeated. They presumed, so they thought it was a good idea to go, and God would back them up. And Moses said, No, no, no. God is not with you anymore. He is not there to rescue you. But they still presumed to go up. So what's the definition of presumption? It's trying to make God do something thinking it's his responsibility, but actually it's our responsibility. It's the avoidance of taking personal responsibility, or blaming God, blaming the devil, instead of acknowledging our error. It is spiritualizing, practical earthly issues, right, that that person didn't want to work, you know, spiritualize it, God will provide, blah, 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 I have faith, and not wanting to deal with the issue, with, what just go out and find a job and work, right? So refusing to acknowledge the need. Our responsibility is to do what we can in the natural, rather than ignore uh, for fear, ignoring the issue in the hope that God will do something, so that would allow us not to deal with the natural. That is the sin of presumption, the sin of making something that is our responsibility, is making God's responsibility. Like the, the guy who went out on the water, thinking it was God's responsibility to to take him out to rescue him, but it was his responsibility, it was common sense not to walk on the water. Some Christians think they can proclaim and command and speak their world into existence while they ignore common sense. That is the sin of presumption. Even Jesus was tempted to commit the sin of presumption. Did you know that? In Luke 4, 9 to 12, if he he was tempted by Satan, and Satan says to him, Well, if you are the Son of God, he took him up to the mountain, higher mountain. He says, If you are the Son of God, which he was, throw yourself down here. For it is written, see, and then they, they take scripture, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And another scripture, in the hand they shall bear you up, lest you shall dash your foot against a stone. Right? Yeah, that's a scripture. But Jesus answered and said to him, it has been said, you shall not tempt or test the Lord your God. And he didn't do it. I'm so glad he didn't fall for it. And sometimes we think that God is leading us in a way that would violate common sense or financial laws. And presumption also has to do with arrogance, with pride. And although you are ignorant of the sin, the sad thing is that you still have to bear the consequences. Right. So that, that lady who didn't want to go to the hospital or who, who had, had cancer and her husband didn't want her to go to the hospital, still believed for a miracle, didn't want to do uh, the hard thing to face, uh, to, to face hospital, hospitalization or chemo or whatever. They have to bear the consequences and the, and the kids have to bear the consequences. God is not going to rescue out, you out from that. He will give you grace. He will help you whatever he can. But you we have to bear the consequences. We have the, the to bear the consequences of our deeds, of our doings. Galatians 6, verse 3 to 5 says, if anyone thinks himself to be something which he is nothing. He deceives himself, but let each one examine his own work. Examine your work. Think about it. Why did I do it? What what went wrong? Is it my fault? Don't blame God. Don't blame the devil. And then you will have rejoicing in him alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. That's talking about Presumption. So, yeah, was it faith? Is there a promise from God? Is there a rhema word from him to you? Obey. The Bible calls it faith. If you just pull out a scripture or an example and think you can do that too, that is presumption. If you think it's God's responsibility to rescue and and you ignore common sense, God never ignores common sense. So, yeah, how do you know? Well, the proof is in the pudding. Hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.